Ladies and gentlemen, it's that time. Put those earbuds in, turn up the volume, because it's the time for another edition of Double Take Sports Talk with the Watch Brothers right now. As it always is with every season mm-hmm. or off season, mm-hmm. how fans handle, you know, normal football on Sundays until it's time to go back to work later on in the year. And by the time that that time come around, it's damn near Christmas and <laughs> Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving and Halloween, mm-hmm. and you'll be right into twenty twenty five before you know it. Yeah, yeah. that's gonna be. That's going to be a, a damn near like a quick transition because yeah, really. Now we're in the off season and we're probably about what a week or two in. We're about a I'd say a weekend because I think the Super, Super Bowl is going to happen weekend. Sunday. Was it Sunday? Last Sunday. Okay, so we are about ready to be in oh, a couple of weeks. The All Star Weekend was just this past Sunday, so yeah, we're about a week and a half. Yeah, we're about a week and a half, getting close to weeks in, and. Now, now you know it's going to be. We got this off season, and then the scouting combines coming up, mm-hmm. and then after that, it's going to be the draft, yeah. and then after that, big headline. I mean, big events anyway. I ain't talking about uh, UFAs and FAs and resigns and signings and all and that trades. Yeah. I'm yeah. literally just talking about big things that are happening with the scouting combine. Uh, the draft mm-hmm. and then the Before preseason. It'll be the preseason. Before you know it, spring will be here. Summer. Yeah. Yep. Training camp. And then not to mention me, while all of this is going on, spring training for Major League Baseball is coming up. Matter of fact, to uh, Thursday. Yeah, Thursday. First pitch is uh three ten PM. I'm ready for that. I'm ready for some you, old boring baseball. I was gonna <laughs> I am. I'm ready. I was gonna ask you what 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 are you looking forward to if you got Bro, anything you're looking forward to this season. Look here. I'm just looking forward to watching some baseball. Yeah. Last year I literally sat and watched baseball all day long yeah and the exciting thing about baseball is that you know that spring is coming up right summer's coming up right and even though that this could be boring at the same time it's like okay this is where you know the outdoor sports are really Coming kicking into gear, you know, and not even just that. NASCAR mm-hmm. also mm-hmm. with the Daytona 500. They already started uh, Monday. Yeah. Well, they had a rain delay. I yeah, they had a rain delay. Man, they oh, it was God, a long it was, delay. Yeah. So that in itself, to me, it's kind of like okay, this is 
you know, the change for a lot of things, you know, mm-hmm. weather-wise, because sometimes with us in the month of February it can be just plain flat out miserable. Okay. You got snow, it's gray here. Mm-hmm. To have these days of sunshine is just a blessing in disguise in so many ways. Mm-hmm. And to see these little stuff starting to come back up, you got again spring training coming. Daytona 500 with NASCAR happened already, and then because they all going to be out on the West Coast first, mm-hmm. since they got the better weather, and then they transition Midwest on over to the East Coast. Yeah. And then afterwards, you got right in the middle of that with the scouting combine and then the, the uh, draft, and then before you know it. Right when the draft, right before the draft, is where um, the uh, opening day yeah. happens. I think opening day happens, and then the draft happens in the NFL. Then afterwards is literally when uh, baseball season is getting close to their all stars, uh, yeah. all star, you know, weekend and right. or week. I think theirs is a week. I'm not sure. I don't remember. Um, or they just do it on a weekday, I don't remember. Yeah. And then afterwards, it's preseason for the NFL. That quick. That quick? The only thing I don't like is that in the... I've said it before, and I've complained about this 50 million times already, is the MLB app and their marketing ways of oh, that hot garbage. Yeah. I can't even watch the damn Cubs game on that damn app. But I can watch the Cardinals game on that app. It frustrates me. So it's damn near I have to move out west or out further east to watch a Cubs game. Mm-hmm. Why? Why? And that's what frustrates me. So, I don't mind sitting there watching other games. I love it. I love watching other games. See, that's my... The only problem... I won't have this problem now. But, generally speaking, I always have this issue with watching a lot of sports games because it takes up so much time. It do. But, with baseball, it literally took up time. It took up time. Wide up until they started adding in. Changing the time. Yeah. To a time uh, in between... Uh, pitches, right, and I think that's what's going to save me into watching a little bit of baseball as well, because mm-hmm. I I could not watch baseball when they just took forever strouting around trying to be cute, trying to you know do this and do that, and you kind of you're kind of losing interest. Lose yeah, you're losing interest, and then that's where players were gaining momentum, mm-hmm. but. Fans, Norwich itself, we was losing interest. I know I was. I I'm was like, too. I, I tell you what really made me lose interest, but I still stuck to it. The World Series, twenty sixteen. Yeah, sitting there watching that. That was almost four it hours long. It drove me crazy. Yeah. I mean, the rain delay didn't help anything, and that wasn't their fault. But I'm just like, oh my goodness, can we get to the end of the damn game? What's going to happen? It was already bad enough. I was anxious enough trying to figure out. Okay. We had, a, we had to delay doing the podcast because of that. 
the ditch at the door of the podcast because it was like, oh my gosh, I just ready for this to determine the winner. Cubs was already coming back. Mm-hmm. They came back from three one down. Well, actually, I, yeah, they were up one zero, and I think. Well, no, when I'm, I'm talking about series. Oh, series wise, series yeah, wise, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, I got you. They was up, and you watching them now is battling back and forth, and I'm like, oh my god, are you serious right now? One of the rain delay comes in. Yeah, and I'm like, okay, sitting here pulling on my thumbs, and just at home, just watching it. Wondering, what are we gonna do? What are we right. gonna do? What are we right. gonna do? Let's go because we knew we had a podcast to do. We had a podcast to do, and I think we had to be up the next day. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, yeah, I had to be up the next day. I did, and I was like, okay. And then once the game was over, I was, I was relieved. Like this. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. I don't think I have any more, but I'm just looking forward to just the season overall. I'm not looking for anything particular. Yeah. I'm just looking forward to it. Yeah, me too. Because we've seen NFL now, NBA, they're going into the second half of the season. And now it's just it's just time for something else now, baseball. Yeah, because the NBA season is going to be – in June, the, with the playoffs and the finals and all of that, mm-hmm. as well. So before you know it, you'll be. What I'm trying to figure out is, is that why baseball do not have the longest off season they versus have, the NBA and NFL. They do exactly. have this, yeah, because they got. Well, I guess because they, they're that particular sport is not as energy efficient as the NFL and the NBA so they can well, yeah. tolerate that. I can agree, but you still have to tolerate some things, like the weather. True. Still gotta tolerate that because sometimes there are days in the spring and the summer that it gets so hot that... Well, think about this as well. You think about how many times the player is going up the bat most of the times you'll see anywhere between four to five times, not that. Mm-hmm. Pitchers are on starting rotation pitchers. You got backup pitchers. You got closing pitchers. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of times it's not like the NFL. And the I M- found this on the web. <laughs> it's not like, God help us all. <laughs> it's not like that this old ordeal of the NBA and the NFL with the starting five in the NBA starting lineup with the NFL and you're playing consecutive possessions and drives and things like that. Baseball, you're not necessarily doing that. No, you're not doing it. But then there's some there's some uh, cats that play every day sometimes. Sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. And they got over 180 games. That's what gets me right there. Right. Even though that, you know, like you said, they have, you know, these rotations that they go through. And sometimes... Once a team, always a team, they're dealing with that stuff within itself, too. So if you're standing there and you're just watching, you have the day off, that could be just as, you know, draining. It could be just as exhausting. 
just standing for a long period of time. Or... On that behalf, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Just, it's just things I think about. It's not necessarily like they need to make a change, change on to it. it. It's just, but it's just things I think about. Yeah. 180-something games. Especially with the NFL, you got 18 weeks, mm-hmm. three preseason games, four playoff games, tops. And I'm not talking about for each. And then just talk about overall. But you're playing them every week, but then you got practices and things like that. So then you think about with baseball, it's pretty much the same thing. You still got batting practices, mm-hmm. things like that. But the only thing that gives them a little bit more leniency is the fact that they have season series on that behalf. Do that. Yeah, they ain't got to really travel as much. They do, but they don't. Yeah, that's true. They could tolerate maybe a little bit more of a time change than the NBA and the NFL, especially the NBA and the NFL, and, and potentially uh, hockey as well. Yeah, all of the sports are dealing with time changes and all that. The WWE, NASCAR, yeah. uh, Formula, especially Formula One, yeah, Formula One, because yeah. Formula, Formula One comes from one country to the USA as well mm-hmm. for a couple races, and that is enough to to drain them all because Formula One is exactly what it is. Formula One. Mm-hmm. Meaning you got all this detailed information that is just that's, crazy. That's why when you always... play Formula One racing game, mm-hmm. it is crazy with the stuff that they have. Calculations right down to the course just Freaking amazing to me. It's amazing. Just amazing to me. That's why they always say, take care of your bodies, take care of yourself, right? Because these time changes and everything like that, you have to adjust to, and you have to take care of yourself. Absolutely. Absolutely, no doubt. Uh, I'm just going to say, it's been talked about for a while now. Uh, the unions oppose uh, Wizards and Capitals' planned move to Virginia. Which is oddly weird that they're moving from the nation's capital to Northern <coughs> Virginia. To Northern Virginia? Northern Virginia. Mm-hmm. So they're saying it's uh, citing in part of an apparent inability to reach a satisfactory deal for union workers on the construction projects is the reason why the move is happening. But they still going to remain as their Washington Wizards and Capitals? Maybe. That's a good question. Maybe. That is a real good question. Because you think about Golden State and yeah, San Francisco. Mm-hmm. And before then, there was an Oakland. Right. And they still got to keep Golden State. Mm-hmm. And even though that D.C. and Virginia are like what? They're not too far apart. from each other. Aren't they a state apart? Yeah, they're not too far from each other. They're literally almost not too far from each other. Well, I thought like, they was next to each other. Yeah, it's like New Jersey, New York. Yeah. yeah. Really next to each other. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, it's, uh, yeah, Alexandria. Alexandria, uh, Virginia. That's Northern Virginia. Okay. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, they have a lot of detailed information here, but um, this is a, of course, 
political type of ordeal. Political? Yeah. Republicans and Democrats are, you know, speaking their minds about, you know, what to bring to the table, to say the least. Let's see. So the opposition of a Northern Virginia AFL-CIO and member unions included Unite Here Local 25, which represents uh, hospitality workers in the National Capital Gang Region, creates another hurdle for Virginia Governor Glenn Youngkin and supporters of a proposed $2 billion deal to move the two franchises from Washington, D.C. to Alexandria. Youngkin, a Republican, responded to Tuesday's news by saying labor leaders have backtracked on negotiations carried out over months in good faith. He vowed to press forward with the proposal. Democratic um, Democratic Luke Torian, who, who is carrying the House version of legislation, said that he had not personally spoken yet with anyone from the AFL-CIO. So House Speaker Dan, oh, sorry, Don Scott didn't respond to a phone call seeking comment, but told the Washington Post the union's opposition was important. So these are just like small examples on how politics are playing a, a role into these, you know, proposed moves and who wants to go, who wants to stay, and stuff like that. This is a long article. A long one. Just like the one I read yesterday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was a long one. But that's all I have for that. 2K. Only two games. Two whole games. And they're both against the Minnesota Timberwolves. So, February 13th, which was Tuesday, Minnesota won that one, 121-109. My game, of course, I lost one nineteen and ninety nine. Not too far apart. No, because this, this is an eighteen point game right here. Yeah, and that was a twenty point game. They both twenty point games then. No, no, no. What was the score? One twenty one to one zero nine. That's an eighteen point yeah, game. Yeah, you're right. And this was a twenty point game. Wait a minute, eighteen. Yeah, an eighteen point game. I'm sorry. It, 12-point game. I'm sorry. 12-point game. I'm glad you let me look at that. It's a 12-point game. Okay. That sounds Yeah, they lost bad. by 12. They you said 101 of... 121 to 109. Yep. That sounds that's bad. That's a 12-point game. Like, 18? Yeah. I'm, like, I'm something sounds off. Yeah, that's... Yeah. Yeah. And that's a 20-point win. That's a 20-point win. The 119 to 99. Yeah. And February 15th, which was Thursday... The last actual games for the NBA before they went on break. Who? Who? So, Ow! yeah. You want to talk about blowouts? Both of these are blowouts, and both of them we lost. So let's just get to the point. Timberwolves won this one 
128 to 91, and in my game, I lost 145 to 113. Ooh, stickity. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. This right here. But to say the least, that I do have 10 wins under my belt, which we'll get into the reasons next week on how I got the 10 wins. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We'll get into all that. But this moment, I know people that looked at this and be like, why do y'all let AI beat y'all? Why do y'all do this? Why do y'all do that? Don't people, get me started on that. Like, people don't understand that when you have it on the hardest level of competition, this is what you're dealing with. Right, you're dealing with that. Like, I'll give you a prime example. 2K... 2K, I think it was 2K20. 2K20. I was the HC. Below 500. And just completely sucked. And then somehow, some way, I managed to get myself together. Managed to... Well, actually, I wasn't in the eighth seed. I was probably about the 12th, 12th of 11th seed. Managed to get up to the eighth seed, get into the playoffs, go all the way to the NBA Finals, and then come like this. I mean, it's just, you know, it's just how you can respond to these things yeah. when it's best. Yes. Yep. I can give you an example with uh, Madden in my third season. Mm-hmm. No, my I'm in my fifth season now, right? I believe so. Okay. So in my third season and I think that's when I first started doing gameplay on it. I wasn't even in playoff contention. I was just getting my ass smoked. Yeah. I had more interceptions and more yeah I had more interceptions than I had touchdowns mm-hmm. I wasn't in playoff contention at all and mm-hmm. it wasn't until I had started doing gameplay I started to make some serious changes mm-hmm. to still become a playoff team Yeah, I only lost one game in that stretch just one, compared to losing four or five at the beginning. Well, kind of like what Kansas City did. Yeah, yeah. After they lost to Las Vegas, they didn't lose no more games after that. Right. You only managed to lose one. I managed to lose one, and it was I'll never forget it. It's the New York Giants. I made a bonehead play and threw a pick in the final minutes of the game. They won twenty-one-seven. That sticks with me to this day. Oh, of course it does. Every time I play the New York Giants, I throw on my helmet and my pads, and I say, I'm coming after y'all every single time. Every single time. I don't care if it's 24, and I don't care if it's 22. I hold that personally. You damn right. For all those reasons. But a team like Pittsburgh that whooped my ass 45 to 10, Mm. I mean, they just beat me senseless. I mean, when you get into a real life situation, you panic. 
Yeah, just like with a quarterback, they're out there, and when they see somebody like T.J. Watt and everybody else coming at you, as a quarterback, you panic, and that's what I did. I panicked. So every single time they rushed me, I always did a bonehead play. I think I threw a career high of six or seven interceptions that game. That right there is making a business decision. <laughs> when you see them cats coming to you, yeah, them are business decisions. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't double team. Right. I couldn't double team. Got too many S factors on defense. Yes, and they were mostly defense alignment. Yeah, can't handle it. They were beating my offense alignment bad. Mm-hmm. I'm like, maybe I should have handed off the ball all game long. Yeah, yeah, because they have a unique defense to stop the pass. They do not have a unique defense to uh, stop the run. And I didn't think of that going in because I had to be thinking about myself. And I said, I made an admission. I will never think about myself again. Why do you think DeAndre Swift came the way he is? He got an X factor. Mm -hmm. Selvon Allman almost had one. He gone now. Where'd he go? I have no idea. I haven't touched that game since I won the Super Bowl. Oh, yeah, you haven't. I haven't touched that game. And let me take that back. Yes, I did. I played the two oh, preseason, preseason games. games. Yeah, preseason. And now I need to play Jacksonville. Yeah. <sighs> Help us all. Yeah. But you panic. And in, in these games, and that's the other thing that I hear, and I used to think about this a lot when we were kids. You know, me and you would play the game. Mm-hmm. And we used our real uh, uh, our gaming skills and applied to the real life, and people thought we were effing crazy. Yeah, sure did. They thought we were crazy. Sure we'll get behind the wheel and know how to drive it like we've been driving it for 20 years because we've been playing the game. And a lot of people don't believe that. Yeah, and still don't to this day. The only person that actually believes us now is Nicole because we have played a lot of NASCAR games. Yeah. NASCAR games, we had a wheel. So we'd take the wheel and that enabled us to learn how to drive. Yes. Because there's a lot of necessities that you have to do when you're driving and also in NASCAR. Yes. So when you know when you're driving, you slightly put your foot on the pedal. Mm-hmm. When you're braking, you slightly put your foot on the pedal and on the brake to brake. You know, you don't go and smash your foot down all the way to the floor. Mm-hmm. And make an ass of yourself. Right. And it's the same way with, you know, uh, NASCAR. You turn smoothly. Right. You you do all these things. And you're pretty much doing the same thing that you're doing when you're actually driving. Nicole didn't believe that. No. At all. No one near it. They didn't believe it. And, I'm and just... then when we got in there and you have drove, I've actually reversed a car. She couldn't believe it. I'm like, nobody really had to go out there and teach us. No. The only thing they had to do was just take us down into the B&B, and it is, yes, the B&B the here B&B. in Indy. Mm-hmm. Go down to the B&B, or Indiana anyway, go down to the B&B mm-hmm. and get our written test and then get our actual license. Yeah, we failed the, the written test a couple of times. Not too much. Probably about two or three times, maybe four. It just depended. But we both passed at the same time. And that's when 
we got uh... yeah the written test we had to really study more on because yeah. we didn't have you know we didn't pay attention to that far more as in actual driving, driving because of the video game but when mm -hmm. we did understand the written the written part of the test understanding the signs and things like that mm -hmm. we was able to pass it yeah it takes a lot of observing too if yeah. you're not an observer to understand what's going on, then yeah, you're not going to be really good at a lot of other things. The one way I knew how to drive in the snow was playing Grand Theft Auto. I would have never knew how to drive in the snow. I wouldn't even. Grand Theft Auto. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because they are using real life situations into the real world, bringing it into the video game. Because you're, you're slipping. Yep. You got to know how to be able to control. Mm -hmm. You got to be able to know how to drive it. That's why we had an advantage. When people chased us. When people chased us. We had an advantage. When people chased us, they had no idea how to drive in the snow. Mm -hmm. We did. Mm -hmm. We knew to tap on the brake. We knew how to turn in the snow. We knew when to stop in the snow. Mm -hmm. They didn't. Yeah. They just go flying off a cliff and they'll never <laughs> see us again. <laughs> sure did. They did. <coughs> they did. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Last thing I have I want to say real quick is mm -hmm. to bring up the update for the Chase Parade mass shooting. Mm -hmm. uh, they did arrest two people or two adults in, in, in the murder as well mm -hmm. of uh, Lisa Lopez Galvin. I think she's also a podcaster. She was, I think the last, uh, the thought I seen uh, a radio DJ. Okay, a radio DJ. So I knew she was somewhere along the lines of a podcast oh, yeah. or a DJ or a radio well, host. Keeping it all like in that. the family. Just keeping it all in the family. Uh, she hosted her own show, Taste of uh, Tizano. And I may have, you know, mispronounced that. Mm. Uh, Dominic Miller and Lindell Mays are both charged with second degree murder, and that's two counts of armed criminal action and unlawful use of a weapon. They have been hospitalized since the shooting and they are being held on a $1 million bond. There may be more charges coming up as well. Pretty sure. That type of stuff is hard to investigate. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. So this morning, right after we get through with our walk this morning, the very first one, mm -hmm. I didn't notice it beforehand, but I happened to point attention in the newspaper, in one paper. Yeah. One of it was a month old, and the other one was yesterday. I think it was yesterday. I pick it up, go in the bedroom, didn't think anything about anything about it. Fixing to start looking at your shorts, your videos. Mm -hmm. Just by they look at it. I just kept nagging at it. Like, take a look at this paper. So I look at the paper. And I was just kind of uh, taken back by one of the articles on there. And this is, uh, not the article, but the headline. And I went just like this. First thing I see. Pacers Halliburton, the danger of missing out on $54.1 million of his uh, contract. 
I saw that and yeah. thought, huh, I didn't know that. I had no idea. This is why I missed the morning paper. Because I can I I stay on top of things, but this is a long damn old. This is the 31st paper. January 31st? Yes. It's an old paper. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, help us all. Wow. I read the whole article. Was that due to because of the uh, new rule that they put in? To the reason why he could be in danger of missing out that money? That has part to do with it, yes. The bigger part of it, yeah. Let's, let's just say that's what it is, now that I think about it. Because it all comes together. So, because of his injury, with that new rule, you yeah. can only miss a certain amount of games, which means you have to play, what, what was it, 65? I think it was 65. 65 games, and he's very close to that mark in missing games because of his injury. So far as in, you know, not because of low management. I would think after reading this article that if an injury can be proven, it may count towards. Yes, that should not count towards. I agree. And that's what I think. That's part of what Carlisle was saying, that he believes that it should be renewed, but it shouldn't be something that just should be completely changed. Because I think that is still a good rule. I think it is too. At the end, yeah, at the end of the day, simply because you got people like LeBron James going in there and just low doing management. low management because yeah. he wants to rest. But at the same time, you have players that have been playing 82 games and they're missing out on the prize. They're missing out on the prize. Exactly. So you have to think about, it's like, how is it that he can cut to win an MVP or something like that and he missed the majority of the game? Yeah. But then you have somebody completely not even, not even anywhere on the status of his, but can go in there and play all 82 games, back up or not. Yeah, and a lot of players express frustrations about that. Yeah. Like, this is this is the ongoing problem. Shortcutting in right. the league. Right. And um, that has to be a point where you're playing, but you're going to have to play a certain amount of games in order for you to get, you know, into these races of MVP. Right. Most improved player right. and, and all of that. And that's the most important thing behind that is understanding that when we talked, I think we touched on it yesterday. The most mm -hmm. important thing is to take care of your body. Absolutely. Take care of you. Mm -hmm. You know, at the end of the day. Right. Right. These are things that you just can't go and party all night and then think you can get low management. Now, Jordan did it all the time. And not necessarily partying, but far more gambling. Than, than but he still things. managed to make it and still play. There's a big, there's That's a big that difference. is the love of the game yeah. that he has that yeah. you cannot he, he, he could play the game in his sleep. I know, like believe it or not, it's like if Kobe Bryant was hearing this shit right now, he'd roll over in his grave. It's yeah. like 
bro, y'all load manage. What is wrong with y'all? I know he's probably a plot. Yes. Get these motherfuckers playing. Right. Yes. Get them playing. Yes, because there, there should be no reason for that. Absolutely none. It's ridiculous. It's It has been a point where I looked at, and I've said this before, and I happened to look at it. I needed some confirmation. You remember how we talked about there was a difference between longevity and Iron Man? And yes. we used LeBron James as, and John Stockton? Yes. I looked on there, and I seen John Stockton throughout his 19, 20-year career. He only missed, out of all the 82 games that he has played, he only missed two. Damn. That's it. I think one year, I think it was in the early, uh, late 80s, I think he only played like 79 games, something like that. And then I can't remember what year the other one was. It was like 62 because he got hurt. Other than that, 82 games. That is purely Iron Man that can actually put on his uniform and go play. If there's nothing wrong with him, he's playing. He's playing. You got LeBron James, on the other hand. Hurt wants to, you know, take time to, you know, rest his injuries. There's nothing wrong with that. But you really have to put yourself into a perspective of not necessarily playing through your injuries, but at the same time, know when to do that. And... He has the longevity to play because he has, you know, let his injuries, you know, uh, healed and rested and stuff like that. But that just causes him longevity. He's not the Iron Man when it comes down to it. John Stockton. I wanted to confirm this. You was making me think about it. And I wanted to see if I could find it in here. I'm pretty sure it's in there. I know I probably got the numbers wrong, but no, not, not. John Stockton. Oh, oh God, no. Nope, not him either. What are you talking about? I'm about to tell you in a second. I want to make sure I got this right. Um, so. Here we go. His counterpart, his teammate, Carl Malone. He played all 82 games except for nine times throughout his career. 15 years. And he won MVP. He won MVP. Are those MVP games short? I mean, uh, when, uh... When did he win MVP? Yeah, when he won MVP. He won, he won MVP... I think it was 97. He's a two-time MVP. 97 and 99. 
So in those two years, 97 and 99, which I can never figure out if it's actually going to be the 96 season, 97 season, or the 95, 96 season. I can never figure that out. Not to excuse me, not to mention the 98, 99, or the 99, 2000 season. I would never, hold on. Let me see if I can. Okay. Uh, I would like to think so. So I'm going to assume that it's going to be the 96, 90, Seven ninety eight season, so the ninety seven ninety eight season he missed one game. Wow, he missed one game. Ninety nine two thousand, he played all the eighty two games. I don't like to use that or him at that, but it just. Goes that you know, Carl Malone and John Stockton has played together so long that they know how to play with each other, and it just shows on the court. But at the end of the day, Malone won MVP. John Stockton didn't win shit. He didn't win anything. Not a thing. No, uh, uh-uh. uh, that's very true. That's very true. Because he could have very well won MVP if he wanted to. And he has some stats to, to, to at least back that up. Back that up. Yeah. 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 I just thought it was interesting to see the Halliburton ordeal and kind of just made me think a lot about um, the ordeals of you know, load management and, and the debate about, you know, load management and how it should be proceeded. I think it's a, a very good thing, but, you know, definitely should be made with some exceptions if you can prove that a player is actually injured. Yeah, it just can't be just load management and that's it. It just can't be that. They have the talent level. Talent wise, they have. It's kind of easy to play with I think injury should be definitely added if you can prove it. What's his injury? Was it collarbone? It was something within the, I don't know if it was something within the foot or forearm or something.
there. Mm-hmm. This is Moon Knight. Really? Really? Joel Hans and these? Lord have mercy. Just left me. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, that was. Yeah, he been done. He been done. Help us all. H A N S. Yeah, it's hot. It's hot. Until we get a better pronunciation, it's hot for right now. <laughs> you learn something new every day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, let me run into a couple quick NFL news real quick. Um, the first one I want to talk about just really quick is I want to talk about the Marshawn Lynch situation with his DUI charge. Well, I think you did, but this was just an old charge, and it's just an update on that behalf. Uh, his DUI charge that happened back in August 9th from 2022, uh, he submitted to a DUI charge on Wednesday, but the case would be closed as a reckless driving offense pending his completion of certain conditions of a plea agreement, according to his attorneys. Uh, the trial had been scheduled to begin on Wednesday to hear charges against Lynch stemming from that particular incident arrest in Las Vegas that the police found him sleeping in the driver's seat of an undrivable 2024 Mustang Shelby GT500 at the club of a downtown street. Now, according to police, they said that the car had one front wheel missing and a badly damaged rear, rear wheel. He was later charged with a DUI and other offenses. But however, his attorneys announced a resolution of the case Wednesday. Um, Marshawn Lynch has not been convicted of any offenses at this time. Uh, he had agreed to complete certain requirements which will result in this case being closed as a reckless driving traffic offense. So with that in mind, at the age of 37 years old, Marshawn Lynch agreed to attend a DUI traffic school and pay $1,140 fine and will avoid a misdemeanor DUI conviction if he completes 200 hours of community service, attends a victim impact panel, undergo an, un, undergo an alcohol evaluation and remain out of trouble for one year. Misdemeanor charges of failure to drive in a travel lane and, travel, and driving in an unregistered vehicle were dismissed. And his next sentencing is due May 21st. Las Vegas City officials respond, responded to a request for comment by providing a copy of Lynch signed written agreement. 
Let me ask you a question. Reading this, do you remember anything that I had met? Because I don't even remember. Do you remember anything that I had may have mentioned about Wes Phillips and his charge? You mentioned his charge. I just don't remember what it was. Well, that well, that's the thing. Let me go back, and I'm fixing to read it. Oh, I did read it. Offensive coordinator Wes Phillips had been entered a guilty plea stemming from a 2023 traffic stop in Minneapolis. As part of an agreement with prosecutors, Phillips will plead guilty to an amend charge of misdemeanor careless driving, and he will pay a $300 fine and a 78 surcharge bill, according to the documents, and perform eight hours of community work at a nonprofit with. Uh, Within 60 days. Now, let's go back. Let's go back and read Marshawn Lynch's. He is to pay a $1,140 fine and will avoid a misdemeanor DUI conviction if he completes 200 hours of community service, attends a victim impact panel, undergo an alcohol evaluation, and remain out of trouble for one year. Bruh. Bruh, big differences. Big differences. Big. And I don't want to hear coming from other people, oh, these charges are different. No, they're not. No, they're not. DWI, DWI, DUI are to be the same thing. How did this happen? That's exactly why I brought it up. That's exactly why I brought it up. Do this not need to be talked about? How is it that Marshawn Lynch gets more of a of, of a punishment than Wes Phillips? I do. We had that conversation when we was walking. Oh, really? Oh. Yeah, another table? Yeah, we didn't have that table. I don't even know what the other table was. What color was it? Huh? What color was it? Brown, I think. Oh, wow. Oh, what, brown, brown. what happened to it? Because, uh, hmm. It was taking up a lot of room. But I brought it up. Interesting. Yeah, I brought that up. <clears throat> Yeah, we recently had that conversation too. And we did have it. We did have Outside it. walking, we, we had that conversation. That but we also had it in here too. It was, it was a couple of years ago, maybe even three. 
I want to say it was uh, during COVID. We had that conversation. Talked about. Uh, okay. Yeah, and we talked about the difference between my guy, which is black, mm-hmm. and then the other guy that was white. white. Mm-hmm. I just remember the recent one. This one's kind of out of my no, mind. No, it's the same one. Oh, is it? Yeah, it's the same yeah, one. Yeah, but I remember that one more than I do that one. Yeah, I mean, I didn't, it wasn't anything different. different yeah. But I was just saying, like, literally, I went down depth, deep in depth. With the with conversation in the dining room. Yeah. Right. And I mentioned that he had to do almost 300 hours of community service. Dude had to do less than a half. And he had more weed than him. The white dude had more weed than the, the black dude. The white dude had more weed than him. That's, again, we talk, and, and a lot of people just do not think that systemic racism is real. I literally just sat down and just read two different charges. Literally. Within a week, well, not even within a week, within a couple days. No, I read West Phyllis's charges Monday. No. I I did. I read it on Monday, but it came up on Saturday. It came up on Saturday, but I did not read it until Monday. Yes, I put it on the 17th. Yes, that's that's exactly why I kept that link. Now, let me take that back. I kept the link because I thought I was going to lose it, but I didn't think it would be a redirect when I saw Marshawn Lynch's today. But it just go to show that I literally just sat down and read two charges. That was pretty much the same. That's the same, pretty much the same. A DWI and a the DWI, I think, is what is it? A driving. Driving while intoxicated and then driving under the influence. Driving while intoxicated. If you want to do a comparison, DWI is far more serious than a DUI, but they're both serious. So how is it that Marshawn Lynch get a heftier punishment for DUI with an undrivable car versus a dude that was driving while intoxicated? Yeah, Marshawn Lynch was a DUI. I don't understand. He was he driving? I don't know if he wrecked it. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. But the bigger thing is, even if, how is it that he gets the heftier punishment? While this dude's just driving under the influence. I mean, driving while intoxicated. I'll never understand that. It is. Because you're not talking at all. Damn. There you go. But so my mic's not on. It's not? No. I thought you charged it. I have been on your ass about that. Cause then mine's probably gonna end up going dead soon. Right yeah. Oh, 
but it hasn't been charged. But systemic racism is real. It's real. I cannot emphasize that enough, but that's one of the things I wanted to bring up. And the other one that I wanted to bring up real quick was uh, Justin Fields. Apparently, Fields is tired of this trade talk that's been going on. So part of this problem is is that Justin Fields had unfollowed the Chicago Bears in the NFL. Now, the reason he said he did that, which I absolutely understand why he did that, is because he's about to go on vac- he's about to go on vacation, and he really did not want to see anything in relation to the NFL while he's on vacation. And I get it. I get it. I'm not even gonna, you know, sit there and, and front with it. I'm with him. You just gotta you, you take what's at face value. Just because you are, I mean, unfollowing a team doesn't necessarily mean that. Something's going to happen. You know, it's just one of those things that you have to take at face value. And that's where most people go under the assumption. Now, he still wants to keep social media, but he, he said he's tired of social media. And I think that's the one thing that he has to clarify on that behalf. You want to keep social media, but at the same time, you just unfollow uh, two accounts, but still on social media. That don't mean you're tired of social media. It just means you don't want to following the NFL, so that kind of... Absolutely. No. No. So he went on the St. Brown's Brothers Podcast. Me neither. Me neither. Me neither. And and he said it. They asked him. It's like they asked him about that order, whole ordeal with him. You know, I'm following the Bears no. and the NFL uh, account. What? Excuse me for saying this, but I gotta say this. Gym three, NFC North. Crazy, ain't it? Bro, Division rivals. Division rivals hands down. Let's go. Division rivals hands down. That's lit. The Chicago Bears. That's lit. Bro, that's lit. That's lit. Wait a minute. Who the other brothers play for? Oh, okay. Yeah, that's lit. That's straight up lit. But they asked him. And he told him, why do everybody take social media so damn serious? Well, he didn't say so damn serious. I'm saying that. But he said, why do people take social media so seriously? I still mess with the Bears. I'm just trying to take a little break. I unfollowed the Bears in the NFL. I'm just trying not to have football on my timeline. It's something that I don't want to see on my timeline. I'm about to go on vacation, and I don't want to see no football. And guess what? The social media discourse is that either keep fields, we want fields, it's either draft Caleb Williams. I'm tired of hearing all that talk. I just want it to be over. And I get it. I get it. So you you got some things coming at you, so you want to still stay positive, still stay healthy, and still stay focused. Granted, your performance ain't shown the way it should be shown, but, you know, this is the offseason. So now it's like, if they draft Caleb Williams, okay. But he just wants it to be done, and I don't blame him. Excuse me, 
NFL draft is what? Two months from now? Couple months? Uh, April? Yeah, it's in April. It's in April for sure, yeah. Mm-hmm. And you got the combine coming up, the combine. It's years now, isn't it? Or is it? I think they're setting it up for it now. Because I haven't heard, I haven't heard too much about it. On TV or nothing? Because they're setting up for it. I still ain't heard nothing. Usually you will hear something from it, but I think it's this weekend. Because they would have been and started that right after the Super Bowl. Wait a minute. What's this weekend? We still got one more week in February, right? Okay, so it'd be the following weekend, not this weekend. They're not setting up for it yet. But still, they still usually get up and get this. They get this all this advertising going for the combine right after the Super Bowl. Probably even during it. I don't know why they ain't brought it up yet. That is, that's odd to me. Yeah, it is. It is. It is. So that means they're setting up from Monday all the way up until Thursday, because Thursday's when it starts to work right. out. There's a lot to set up. Yeah, yes it is. Yes it is, and, they, and it's very strict, and I'm just glad I'm not working it no more. I don't mind watching. Some parts I don't mind watching. watching. Yeah. I mean, it was good for like the beginning of the off season because our off season is really what it was an off season. Mm-hmm. It wasn't really, you know, work, and then you had to really work for you know, those opportunities to work but, uh, during the off season. Mm-hmm. But you had to. But now they decided to start splitting them up by shifts, and they needed to do that. That was long overdue. Because there was only certain people that could work the combine. I don't know why, but there was only certain. I guess it was but because they of... actually they gave it a choice too. But most of the people chose athletes had like. Uh... Yeah, most. I I think what it was was that it was really particularly supervisors that they wanted to work because they know that they would be the ones on their best behavior. So, and they're the ones that set the stage. So it was teams definitely that got to work. Oh yeah, we got the choice if you wanted to do a split shift. I think oh, we man. did. I think we did a full shift, didn't yeah, we? we did. And after that, I'm like, I can't do that no more. Because it used to be a whole damn thing. It's starting to get weary. That's how it was with high school football. Yeah. You didn't even stay for a whole damn event anymore. It was, tw- was it 20, late 20, no, 2015? Yeah. I think it was 2015. Yeah. We did a high school event. We couldn't even stay like, for the whole oh, event. Oh, like, Man, I felt it. Tale. Yeah, that rare tale. Like, look, hey, the minute, the minute that uh, they start they calling, start calling for early go, get us, loose. cut us loose. <laughs> cut us loose. I mean, don't even just, don't just, even hesitate. just say go home, get no, out of here. Out. I'm like, clock that us was, out. That was the hardest part about getting to the right because most people go there seven months. But even me, we could have worked there. Right. Right. And that was a bomb ass headache. It was. 
I struggled with it. I was fine. I was fine for eight hours. But when that 12, 11th, 12th hour hit, I'm like, Lord Jesus, we got to change this. Cut us. I'm like, forget everybody else. Everybody else ain't got their eight, forget them. Everybody that got their 12, give it to us first. Give it to, I don't care about age. Give it to us first. Yes. Like, we'll be the first to go. And I remember, boy, David Moss got on there and told them, like, hey, we finna start this cut now. Let's cut some people. See ya. See ya. <laughs> I think we was hanging around when we heard the call. Yes, we was hanging around like, let's yep, go. That's right. That's right. Like, <laughs> shoot. <laughs> yes. Yes. Shoot, we were on it. But yeah, with the whole Justin Fields situation, I can understand. So that would be just something that is, you know, worth uh, defending his side on. Like, you really just want to be. You know, really, at the end of the day, you really have to think about yourself. You always stay on the Right. There's nothing wrong. Right. Never wrong. Never. Ever. That is really, girl, honestly, that, that's it for me. I'm, okay, good. I always got one thing. Okay. One thing and one thing only. And this is something that's very important to us as leaders. Yes. Spell it to me. So, we know that when it comes down to leadership, we always got to have the respect. We always got to have the, um, the love and appreciation of what people do. Right. Working hard rather than they're, you know, speaking up about something they know that ain't right or lies, whatever. Right. Happen to come on here and Charles Barkley talks about Kevin Durant's style of leadership. Frank himself and Frank Vogel absolutely Barkley says, Barkley has said, no disrespect to Kevin Durant, but he's a follower, not a leader. Mm. So, first, well, let me read what Barkley said. Barkley said, No disrespect to Kevin. Kevin's a follower, he's not a leader. Proving that on all, all his stops. Devin Booker is a hell of a player also. I think he's going to have to take the initiative, take the Suns team to the next round. But I said the same thing with Fowler. One of your guys has to step forward. He has to step forward. Seems to be successful. Has to be Booker. I'm not going to disagree with that. That's, yes. I definitely and agree with Barkley that. Barkley has been very critical of Kevin Durant. So I want you to hear this. But uh, Kevin Durant and Frank Vogel have Kevin Durant says this. I don't feel like I want people to call me a leader, but I also don't want people to say I'm not one either. Because they don't see what goes on behind the scenes and what I talk about, or my intentions, or relationships that I've built with my teammates, my support staff. Vogel 
defended Durant on another, I think another podcast, he said he definitely leads by example, but he also speaks up when he needs to. Not every player is going to be rah rah tired. Every player leads in their own way. You have to lead within your personality. I learned that as a coach a long time ago that I can't come in and try to be Rick Pitino. As much as he inspired me to get into coaching, my personality And then Durant also said once uh, in another interview that I'm not as charismatic, charismatic as my peers. I don't have a personality that fits the TV like my peers. You've got to sell what you're doing as well. And I haven't sold enough. Sold it enough. I don't feel like I need to. I don't feel like I need to be calm or leader. I also feel like I need to say I'm not a leader. Can't have your bag and eat it too. You got to pick one. Or the other. Is either you want people to say that you're a leader or you don't want people to say that you're a leader. What's the number one thing Charles Barkley said by himself? He always has said that he is not the role model that most people should be following under. That's exactly, well, not exactly what he said, but he said that. That's exactly what he said. I am not a role model. He's not a role model. I'm not a role model. If y'all expected me to be a role model, y'all got something else coming. But that's not he. Because that's not who he is. He knows that. So you cannot put yourself in the position to say, you know, split yourself down the middle. Look, here's the thing. If you don't want to be calling yourself a leader, but at the same time, you do want to be called a leader? Yeah, pick one. You have to pick one. You have to either pick, look, I'm going to be this type of person. Who I am. Let me give you an example. Dwayne Wade. Dwayne Wade is. He has a personality of a leader. He's not a leader. When LeBron James came to the Heat, LeBron was a leader. Dwayne Wade was a leader. When Shaq. He was always there. He was always there. But you got to have your fresh initial. And that's what he did. Shaq, Brian James. And and that right there to me is not Dwayne Wade saying, hey, I want to be a leader, but I'm not a leader. Or I don't want to be a leader. Oh, don't want to be called one. Or don't want to be called one. He knows he's a leader. He knows that. But you can't be a Kevin Durant to have this split of wanting to be a leader and not be a leader. But he knows. Period. That's just how that's that's just how it is. And that's why Charles Barkley said what he said. Kevin Durant. See, here's the thing. It's hard to be a leader. But it's also, here's the thing, because I would like to be called a leader. You and I do not have personalities of leaders. But we do have the leadership traits. We don't necessarily just go out and 
We go out and lead by example, but the one thing that we do is we do it very quietly. We just don't go out there and make ourselves known that we're leaders. We just go out there and people eventually sometimes follow under us. Sometimes people take our wisdom or advice to be able to, you know, problem solve a particular situation. But at the end of the day, I'm not going to sit there and just say, oh, I don't want to be called a leader, but I also don't want to uh, be called a leader either. No, I want to be called a leader. I know that. My personality traits are different from somebody of an extroverted type of leader. We're more uh, introverted leaders that are in a quiet way. In a very quiet way. A very quiet way. Very quiet way. You know, you want to announce yourself to be called a leader and not a leader. You're really like mixing. Here's the thing, and you're exactly right. And I'm gonna give this example too. And it's not sports related; it's really actually job related. Myself and Tony Braxton, two different leadership styles, two completely different leadership styles. Tony Braxton leading coach games, and me leading. Was it Black Expo? Circle City Classic. Led all the Rome teams. Circle City Classic. He led all the Rome teams. But there's a big difference. Everybody. You couldn't. You couldn't. You could see the difference just right off the bat. When you got Tony Braxton leading the Colts gang leadership of. Rome team is completely different to how I did it when it came down to Circle City Classic. Tony Braxton always told people when to go on lunch. I never told people when to go on lunch or take their break. The only thing that you said that's always part of the rules is don't go on lunch. That's the only thing I said. I said otherwise, you guys can talk amongst each other when you guys are ready to go to lunch. Not just the two of you as a team, but the people that you are also on that same level, making sure that the, the the quadrants are covered all at the end of the day. I don't ever tell people to get up off their break. And that was the other difference. He would make people get up off their break to go answer calls. Me, I never did that. And I'm not, will, and will never do that. Now, the state of Indiana particularly don't have that rule, but I always care about people's mental health. You get your 15-minute break. You get your lunch break. I don't care about that. The people that are out here working will handle that. You just make sure you get your head on straight so you won't be disoriented because that is a very stressful job to be dealing with that. Let me ask you a question. If you remember, when we had, and I believe it was Circle City Classic, when Bow Wow came into town, wasn't yeah. that it? Yeah. Yeah. Let me ask you a question. Did you ever hear me come on the radio one time to say all the wrong teams to come down to the event level? What did they do? 
They did it themselves. The way here's the this is this is this is the way, and I want people to listen to this. The way you led that Circle City class, I have never seen the wrong team so satisfied at the end of the day. Yes, they felt so fucking accomplished. Yeah, that they was like, let's do this again. Let's run this back next year. Let's do this again. That was good. That was fun. We had a good time because they have the freedom to do what they want. And that right there for uh, for the three people of Mike and Dusty and, and Tony because they were all would, would have gotten it before me. Yeah. But they, would, they don't like my leadership style. No, they don't. They hate it. They hate it. They hate it. I don't lead the way that they lead. I'm not loud and obnoxious and need to be heard and this and that. No, I'm not that person. The more you become loud and obnoxious, people are not going to like it. No. People are not going to like it. Do you, know how many, do you know how many people doing coast games like I would rather be with you? You know what's funny about that? This is how you know that yours and Tony's I hate to say this in so many words, but it's true. Tony, in a way, was prepared, but not in a way to be prepared in a positive way. You have all of these sheets of papers and names of wrong teams and lists of stuff, which was fine. Uh, who's people gonna be uh, in and out the game? That's what he did, and they didn't like that. They didn't like it at all. Like, because he get to choose. He wanted that to be written law. That's what he wanted. He wanted that to be written law. But failing to realize that at the end of the day. How many supervisors had a blank sheet of paper filled in with documentation? Zero. Mm-hmm. Yep. Zero. Everybody had to do their thing. Tony did it for them. That to me is I hated it. Irresponsible. I hated it. I, I that was irresponsible. I hated it. Because he picked everybody that he wants. But I'm like, that's okay. Because I can get the worst people and turn them into the best people. Absolutely. So if you want to play that game, I'll play it with you. Let's play it. I'll play it with you. I'll turn the worst people into some of the best people. And you're going to be questioning, how in the hell did that happen? Bro. Bro. And it happened before. How many people under you that Tony felt that wasn't good people end up getting promoted to supervisor? You want to talk? You want, Three. You want to talk about that tree? Let's talk about that tree. 
this. Passed out. Under you. Under you. But it's interesting that it was three people. Yeah. I thought I thought it was two. It was three. It was three. I think it was two. I think it was two. You might be right. Because the third one, I don't think, if I'm thinking about who you're thinking, I don't think he was the one. Okay. I got the only two people that I could think of. Is Brian Rochester yep. and David Hawkins? The only two I could think of. And Brian Rochester ended up getting snatched up from under me and got to Tony Braxton. Like, why are you stealing my people, man? That's another thing. Yeah. That's just, yeah. That's piss poor leadership. Yeah, he got snatched up from under me. And Brian Rochester ended up going up under Tony Braxton. Then that's where David Hawkins came in the picture. He got snatched up from up under me because he ended up becoming a supervisor himself, teaming up with me. Who was the third person you was thinking about? There was a third person I thought about. I can't remember. And we're going to get off this damn podcast. And you're going to remember. Yeah. I can only think of two. And it was those two. I never had Brian Rochester on my team again. Yeah, that was one of the only ones. Yeah, I never had him on my team again. Ever. Right. Like, when he was new, when Brian Rochester was new, he was like, oh, he's a newbie. Going with Derek. Like, oh, okay. 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 I didn't have to do anything. Good yeah. Oh, yeah, he made sure he came prepared. Yeah, I'm like, I'm... He looked out for Dusty and Mike too at the same time. Yeah, I'm like, just let me with everybody. I'm like, I could take all of this and turn it into something good. I could make these employees feel like a million bucks and not have to do a damn thing about it. <laughs> not a thing. That's right. And, and you did. You did just that, dude. You did just that. Come on. This is the whole thing with, with, with Kevin Durant. You got to pick. Yeah, you really have to pick what type of leader you want to be called. You either you want to be, it's either the you want to be a leader, or you want to lead. You can't but be. You can always do, you know, the the, the leadership uh, traits. You can. You don't have to show yourself out. Yeah, you don't have to like you do, like you say you do. You don't have to, but at the same time, know and understand that. You wanting to be a leader, then be a leader. Right. If you don't want to be a leader, sit back. Right. Then just sit back. Right. People that want to be a leader, they want to do it in different ways. Introverted, extroverted, extroverted, extroverted they're gonna be, and averted. Yeah, they're going to be. They're going to be different things. Yeah. And and that and, and I always had thought about you know when I go downtown and Nicole had to even remind me of this. Nicole had to remind me. Because I always had second doubts about my leadership style towards the people that I worked with. And I always have said I felt like that Tony, Mike, 
and, and, and Dusty were always the ones that did better. And the couple was like, yeah, no, bullshit. no, I can you that. no. And, and, and several other people came behind me and backed me. Oh, you know who the other one I just thought about may have been the one, but I don't think he ever got uh, uh, a supervisor spot, but he was damn close to get one. What was his name? I want to say it was something Pierre Thomas. Can't think of his first name. Thomas. Wasn't it Thomas? It was Thomas. I thought it was his last name. Yeah, he became close too. You you, you built him. He was annoying when it was great at first. <laughs> I didn't know why to. I mean... <laughs> but he became good after that. Man. Yeah, he was very really good. I... I can see the good in everybody. There were some people I said I can't deal with. But then there were just some people I knew that would have potential. But at the end of the day, the way you treat people can can really determine how people will treat you back. And when when Tony does the things that he does and control, and like Nicole reminded me, when me and her was teamed up together. I literally made sure that Nicole was was teamed up with me. I told, Nicole has said, look, Tony is somebody that likes, likes the attention, likes to be loud, and this and that. Just because you're quiet and reserved do not mean that you're bad. And I think that's what draws everybody to you. And I noticed that Right after she said that, the very next Coast Gang, and I don't think she worked it. I think she had stopped after that because Tony intentionally made her go outside, which ticked me off. But the very next event, I had noticed people coming to me and asking me, is there any way that we could change this rundown of what he's doing and teaming up with people? And I told him, I'm like, I'll I'll talk to him, but I don't think I can do anything. Because he's so headstrong and he's not going to change anything. It's all about him and that he But he did do one thing. He did do one thing. Just one. He traded three people because of a quest. The person that I ended up getting that wanted to come with me was Janola. She was on low trouble. Oh, yeah, I remember that. I remember that. Yeah. She was getting mine. She didn't like mine. Nope. She didn't like Tony either. She didn't like Dusty either. So she wanted to come up there with me. She didn't want to be, I don't know if she really didn't like David, but she just didn't want to be around David, I guess. But she wanted to be on my team. It's just, it's all about people just want to be They can have. And not be an adult. Yeah. Be a fucking adult. Be an adult. You know what I'm saying? I'm just like, I could talk about this all day. But, but that's just the truth, though. Because I was saying pretty much the same with you. When I took over Jack Fisher, mm-hmm. I took over his permanent. You didn't do anything I didn't different. Do anything different. I said, look, 
and he's going to attack a rock salt. You're not coming in and trying to be this big bad person. Only thing I'm here for. Everything that you guys make make yourself where you're at at the shop. Because I had a couple Jonathan while we were here. So for him, for Miss Happy. I'm not here to control the situation. No, I'm not here to control anything. I'm not here to make changes. I'm just here so I won't get fined. That's it. <laughs> I'm just here. Yeah. Like, y'all do the work. Y'all do tremendous. Yeah. Y'all doing something right because y'all not the trouble people. No. So I'm not changing a damn thing. Mm -hmm. I'm not changing shit. And I didn't. That made my job easier. It really did. It, it made really my is. job easier. Yeah. Them people respected me. They loved me. And almost more attention. Right. Right. Because yeah. you, if you if you if you want to go back further than that, when we first became supervisors, everybody thought we were stuck up. Oh yeah, they were. Everybody thought we were stuck up. But it wasn't until they worked with us that they realized that we weren't. Nowhere near it. When they seen that we was wise and we was always stepping up, not at all. Yeah. 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 Girl, one best piece of leadership that was, I believe, was ever done with me and you teaming together <laughs> to do a whole level. Yes, the most level. That was the yes, best. That was the best. We actually, they actually put us together, which was very, very odd. Odd, but it was good for me because he knew that if he was going to get these people, he was going to turn it over. Yeah. So we didn't have enough. Yeah, we did not have enough people to start. But we knew if we could take that one whole team, we'll have more than the whole damn stadium. We'll have more than what we need. We always had our little mandatory slot. Yep. And then after that, we turned them in into a whole team. One person could cover two spots. Yep. Perfect. Beautiful. You made our job easy. We were just there for moral support. Always. We were there for that was the best thing they did. And a lot of people don't understand the working relationship, which is why they always try to keep us apart. Yeah. Like we're all about the business. We're not about all that other stuff. 
Yeah. And this, We're not there to be lazy. Just it's just one person. Yeah. It was just only one person that never wanted us to work together. Just one. Yep. Just her. It was just her. But no, because Kelly is Kelly. That's why. That's why. She believed it was the distraction and it wasn't. And she didn't get that far. She didn't get that far. I'm about to say, what what problems came out of my staff and your staff when me and you was together? Coast games or not? What happened? If anything, I'm covering other supervisors because they ain't paying attention to their radio. So was I. So was I. So remind me. Even, even uh, what they call them? The top ones of. Oh, uh, level directors. Level directors. Ain't paying attention to the radio. Too busy talking. Yeah. Trying yeah. To get their attention. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah, yeah, radio call. Yeah, radio call. What y'all doing? Like, who's all about the business? Right. The only time I want to pay attention to my radio is somewhere I went. Right. That's the only time. Yeah. And that wasn't my fault. I couldn't control that. Right. You can't control that. Like if something happened to my radio, like the time, like I did intentionally, that time when I actually turned off my damn radio to deal with a customer, a patient. Oh, I remember that. I turned off my radio. I gave it to Denise. I said, you hold this. Don't do nothing different. Fix this back problem. I mean, we've grown. <laughs> right. We have grown. When we first started, just straight up shy. Really didn't. But, but, but them people will break your motherfucking ass in. Yes, they will. And they did. They and did. we got older. It did not matter. It did not matter. It we did not matter. matter. We were just letting it fly. Yeah, we let it fly. And that's like me with that old drunk fuck. I was like, I'm not fixing you. Like, I'm tired of this. Like, if you want me to take my leadership out of this, if you want me to be straight up girl, watch the second. Oh, we'll be that. Let's do it, baby. Take off my adventure. Oh, we'll get it off. I almost took all that shit off. The only thing I took off was my radio. That was it. And turn that bitch off. I don't want no distractions when I got to deal with him. Mm -hmm. None. N-O-N-E. Let me me deal with him. I got him. I don't want nobody else in my ear. Right. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Yep, we'll go on forever. The end. No. All right. Thank you to everyone who listens to our podcast, Gaming Community. We appreciate y'all too. Subscribe to our gaming channel at the Watch Brothers and our podcast channel at DTST twenty four fourteen. You can also follow us on X at DTST twenty four fourteen and on Instagram at the Watch Brothers. But until then, I'm Daryl. Darren's right across from me. Yeah. All right. Thanks again for listening. Until then, ciao.